This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning Shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Stay big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast Victory Edition. There are already 77 of you here. The Kansas City Chiefs, should I say, the AFC West champion. Kansas City Chiefs beat the living crap out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose season was on the line, who needed to win for a shot at the AFC North, who was clinging to the seventh seed. Patrick Allen, Matt Verderam, Sterling Holmes. I hope everybody had a happy uh, holiday season. Have Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Let's start with you, Matt Verderam, who is home in New York with his family. Got to spend half time with the old man. How's the old man doing? Is he happy? He's good. He's uh, three glasses of wine in. He's feeling real good. I love uh, it. I love it. He thoroughly enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. It's the first time I haven't worked a Sunday in seven years. So it was uh, it was enjoyable. Um, hopefully the stream's good tonight from my parents' basement. We'll see how things play out. But, uh, hey, look, if you're a Chiefs fan, you are living the glory days right now. Six straight AFC West titles. Uh, the Chargers, nice gift by them as they just fell apart in Houston. Houston. Um, unbelievable. So, hey, look, un- unreal performance by the Chiefs. That game, that game was over at 17 nothing. That game was yeah. done. Pittsburgh wasn't coming back. And so the Chiefs just poured it on. You just hope that everybody's healthy. Uh, you know, Gay and Trey Smith got a little banged up. Then they were fine. Trey, uh, Tyron Matthew, I-, I think will be okay, but had to leave with the quad. And then, of course, Clyde Edwards Alaire. But man, unbelievable game. And now they're two wins away from me, the number one seed. Yeah, the Chiefs came out, hit Pittsburgh in the mouth, never looked back. And frankly, Pittsburgh just they got they got went right into the fetal position. I'm surprised. You know, Mike Tomlin teams, he's a good coach. They're usually tough. They, they don't they don't lay down like that. Uh Sterling Holmes, your your initial reaction to this game. Yeah, they don't like to lay down, but they decided to call a timeout with about the two minute warning time and then bring out uh, Mason Rudolph, that made absolutely zero <laughs> sense. I, Mike Tomlin, what the hell, pal? Are you trying to get Chiefs guys injured? That, to me, was a little bit Bush League. I get played to the whistle, but this was just incredible. Patrick Mahomes didn't have to play the fourth quarter. This is every Chiefs fan's dream right now. Mahomes went out, showed that he doesn't have to go to Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill had two catches, 19 yards, yeah. and that was, what, first quarter? Almost like the first couple drives, and then – it was Byron Pringle show. Yeah. Mahomes did a phenomenal job of taking what the defense gave him. They were going to sag off and not get beat by the deep ball. And then Mahomes did a fantastic job going underneath. Byron Pringle, wow. 
wide receiver two step up big in this game. What can you say from offense, defense, special teams was iffy. But besides that, this was just a incredible showing. Yeah, you know, it really was. And let's we can start with that, right? The storyline coming into this game, we were all a little bit nervous. I, I think everybody thought the Chiefs would still win once we got the list of players who were going to be available. If you remember in our preview show, we had no frigging clue who was going to play. It could have been really bad. The Chiefs got some key players back, not everybody. Um, heading into the game, no Kelsey, not great. First time that the Chiefs haven't played with Kelsey, you know, in a game that mattered uh, in a long time. But um, these these other players needed to step up, and they absolutely did. Uh, it wasn't, and it wasn't even just Pringle, Damian or Daryl Williams, Derek Gore, um, Cole Hardman made a couple plays. The whole offense stepped forward, and I think that kind of answers some of your questions about some of these guys. Is if the Chiefs need them. Can they step up and play? We saw it today. Matt Verderham, your, your thoughts on that? I think all year, you know, for people who follow my power rankings, and God knows you're, if you're smart ones, you don't. Um, I really had the Packers. I, I thought at least for the last month, six weeks, is the best team in football. I think the Chiefs right now are the best team in football. Like, and not a biased thing. I mean, they are just – they are killing teams. Like, I have yeah. said for all year, I don't, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. They can't score. Their defense can be had. But, like, you don't see anybody beat Pittsburgh like that. I mean, they just annihilated the Steelers. No Kelsey, missing guys from both sides ball. It didn't matter. Didn't even matter. It just was a joke. The game was completely over. That game could have been worse. I mean, the Chiefs were leaving points on the field. You knew that game was over when they had fourth and one and ran a pitch, and four guys hit hit Najee Harris out of bounds, like three yards behind the line of scrimmage. They can't – you know, Romo actually – he said it flippantly, but I actually – I think it was right on the money. The last play of the first half, the, the Steelers weren't going to score. They just dumped it off to, to Harris on a little quick pass across the middle. And Ben Neiman just hammered him, tackled him right after like a four or five-yard gain. And Romo said, man, you just can't get anything. You cannot get any yards in them. And that's what it's been like the last two months. But now you're starting to see the offense just become what it was early in the year where they get the ball and it's like, here it comes. They're going to yeah. score. They're going to move the ball. And they did it today with Hill doing nothing after the first drive. Kelsey not even being there. It just didn't matter. If they play like this and they stay healthy, it's it's a wrap. There's just nobody as good as them. They're just devastating in every facet of the game right now. Yeah, and, and the, the strength of the Steelers, the Steelers team, is their defense. And it just They just went through them like Swiss cheese. The Chiefs pretty much did whatever they wanted. They did a pretty good job. Now he's playing injured, but... You know, not a lot of noise from TJ Watt in this game. Uh, you got to, and I did this on the halftime show. You got to take your hats off to Andrew Wiley. Again, gets put in a tough spot. Nobody's talking about him on the broadcast except for the fact that he's doing a pretty good job filling in Lucas Niang out, Remmers. Uh, so, Sterling, what do you think? Mahomes, 23 of 30 for 258 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and that's without Travis Kelsey. Very good for a broken quarterback. <laughs> Very good for a broken yeah. quarterback. I mean, Great for not bad. I mean, what can you say? Mahomes stepped up. This was that game where you say, if you are as good as everyone believes you are, if you are the best quarterback or a top three, whatever you want to say in the NFL, this is what you do. You step up with your number one guy, Travis Kelsey out. This is where you make your money. He made his money. He found ways to get it done. Byron Pringle, uh, McCole Hardman. By the way, Byron Pringle's second touchdown, the, the move he made to get into the end zone was incredible. Got to give a big shout out there. But again, this is, if you're getting paid half a billion dollars, 
you have to have these unsung, undrafted guys step up, and he found a way to get it done. It was an incredible performance by him. Yeah, really great job by Pringle. Um, he even had a drop early in the game on a great throw by Mahomes. Um, yeah. He could have had yep. more. And that was what I what I liked, what I saw out of Mahomes today, uh, other than the, the moment where he lost track of where everybody was in the pocket and, and, and got strip sacked um, and Tooney caught the ball. Other than that, great game by Mahomes, super aware in the pocket. Verter, you pointed this out on, on Twitter. His ability to just know where the damn first down marker is, like he's watching the TV broadcast, is incredible on that throw to Gore. Um, great job by Mahomes. They're, look, if they play like this, they're not going to lose. Like, I, I really – I feel more strongly about that than I did at any point last year. Because even as great as they were last year, there were times where, you know, when we all talked about it on the pod last year, they would, they would get up, then they'd give it up, they have to hold on. You know, that's what led to them never covering, right? Like, and then right. in the playoffs, they, they handle business against Cleveland and Buffalo, Buffalo especially, for losing the Super Bowl. This team just crushes people. Like, everybody shits on the Raiders, and, and like, rightfully so, right, in some regard. The Raiders are 8-5 and five and they don't play the Chiefs. They're 8-5. and five And it doesn't matter. Like, they came into Arrowhead and just got destroyed. Chiefs going yeah. to the Chargers game. It's the biggest game Chargers played in forever. They're at home. Chiefs are missing a whole bunch of guys. Doesn't matter. Win the game. Come play the Steelers. Steelers need to win the game. It's a big game. Now, look, I think the Steelers are undermanned compared to Kansas City. Most teams are. Didn't matter. Just completely blew their doors off. Never let them back in the game. Never took their foot off their throat. And now they go play the Bengals. I know this sounds – maybe I'll eat my words on this. Burrow threw for 525 yards today. I can't express how little I care. Like, it just doesn't even – it's like, that's nice. He threw for 525, and if you said to me the over-under on his line next week is 225, I'd take the under. I just don't care. They have the corners to just man up across the line of scrimmage. They're going to get all kinds of pressure against that line. They're going to force them into third and long, and Spagnuolo's going to bring the house. And I I, I just really – if they continue to play defense like this, they're not going to lose. I I get the Steelers' offense sucks. The Steelers scored three points that weren't garbage time points, and even those were garbage time points. That was such a soft field goal. Oh, no, why are they kicking that field goal? Oh, dude, yeah. Charmin Ultra Soft. What the hell? Yeah. Down 30. No, oh, know. yeah, Mike Tomlin. Oh, then you're going to call timeouts with two minutes left because you're still in the game. Yeah. Charmin Ultra Soft. That's the same thing we saw with the Raiders at the end of the first half. When it was 35 nothing, they kicked the field goal. Like, the Chiefs are kicking teams' ass so bad at this point. They're like, you know, let's just not get shut out. Right. Really? In two of the last yeah. three games, we have seen teams kick down 30-plus points because they're like, well, we just don't want to get shut out at this point. I mean, can you imagine that two months ago with this team? It's crazy. Look, I, I mean, offensively, I'm not surprised they've come around and figured that out. We've all felt that way for months. Defensively, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I, nobody scores. It's It's been a pleasure to watch them down the stretch. Yeah, the defense is, is really, I think, the story here. Look, last week against the Chargers, that's a that's a good offense. I don't know what the hell happened to them today, but they're you know they're they they've been inconsistent at times throughout the course of the year. The Chargers, and I think that that's what the Chiefs could run into with the Bengals as well. You know, the Bengals looked great today, obviously against a a Baltimore team that doesn't have that good of a defense. Everybody's injured, but they you know they've got some weapons that we have to be concerned about. Um, you know, a bunch of good receivers over there, a good running back in Joe Mixon. Burrow can throw the ball. But they also could come out and, and like a few weeks ago, just get absolutely annihilated by the Browns, who have just been terrible for weeks now. 
So they're an inconsistent team. And, and Verderham's right. The way the Chiefs are playing defense right now with confidence. Look, they came into this game, and it was so clear. We talked about this on the halftime show. They had absolutely zero respect or fear of Ben Roethlisberger, the way they played this game. They're like, yeah, sure. You want to throw up a couple helium balls to chase Claypool? <laughs> Go for it, big boy. We're not letting Najee Harris beat us. That was clearly the game plan. They did a great job on him. He had, he had, uh, he did have a couple big runs. You know, he had a 21 yard, but just 19 carries, 93 yards, 4.9. I mean, they just, they just shut it down. The Steelers couldn't do anything. Most, most of that rushing yardage was down 30 points when they were yeah. like, oh, was it? Which, by the way, the Steelers <laughs> down 30 points and was just like, screw it, hand off, because that's <laughs> the only way we're going to get a yard. Yeah. In the second yeah. half of the game. Look, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like I, I don't give a shit what Cincinnati does next week. If the Chiefs play, their capabilities are winning. It doesn't matter. The yeah. Chiefs are on such an ungodly roll right now. As long as the Chiefs are healthy and they just play the way they can play, or even approaching the way they can play, it, it, they're not losing. They're, they're just too good. They're too early in the year. It was well, they're great offensively, but they can't stop anyone. Then we went into that weird period for a while where it was like, well, now all of a sudden they're good defensively, but now they can't do anything offensively. Then we had that, that couple-week period where they're still really good defensively, but offensively it was like they just kept beating themselves or dropping passes, turnovers. Now we're into the last three weeks where it's like, yeah, look at that. The offense is great. The defense is killing everybody. And this team is two wins away, controlling its own destiny from being a one seed. And you're either if they're the one seed, you're either going to have to beat them off a bye in Arrowhead or you're going to have to beat them knowing that they're one game away from the Super Bowl. Have fun. When, when Dorian O'Daniel <laughs> lays the wood, that's oh. when you know, my goodness, what have we gotten ourselves into? Dorian yeah. O'Daniel laid that hit on Chase Claypool. I'm just sitting here, one, going, where was this the rest of your career? And two, my goodness, Steelers, you just got your ass kicked. Yeah, it was incredible. The Steelers honestly looked like they were still hungover for, from Christmas dinner. Like that they didn't know they never got off the plane. They were still back in Pittsburgh on the tarmac. I mean, the, 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 the fumble, I don't remember who it was. Guys just shifting the ball from one hand to the other and just coughs up the football. Deontay Johnson, nice play. Deontay Johnson, like, I mean, they were just, they were out of sync. The Chiefs were all over and the Chiefs came to play. And, and, and look, this wasn't an easy task for the Chiefs. They were missing some key guys, um, but they came in and they did the job. What does it say to you guys that I, I'm just curious about this, Josh Gordon? Even in this game, just can't seem to get going. Can't seem to catch a break. Was open a couple times, like had some chances. They weren't all easy catches, but Bro, I, I don't mean, care. You just don't care. Care. I, I don't care. Why is it? Who yeah. cares? I don't care. I don't care if he's Marcus Kemp. They don't need him. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if he does anything. That's cool. But like it doesn't. They didn't even have Kelsey, and and they were doubling Hill the entire game. Did it matter? Doesn't matter. Like, I can't, like, this Josh Gordon narrative just got to die. I don't care. None of this crap matters. They're beating the hell out of every single team they're playing. I don't care if he has one catch or nine. It just doesn't, as long as someone is catching the football and they're getting down the field, fine. Pringles played well. Hardman's done what he needs to do. Right. Robinson even had a few catches today. He's been quiet most of the year. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know when this happened. Uh, Darrell Williams has turned into Roger Craig. Like he catches every ball thrown at him and turns it into a twelve-yard yeah. gain. Gore had what was it a forty-yard reception at one point? Who? Like I don't. I don't care if it's Gordon, if it's somebody's mother out of the stands. I don't care who it is. Like as long as they're catching the ball and moving downfield, none of that crap matters. Whoever catches it's irrelevant. As long as somebody catches it. So I don't. 
I don't care. Like to me, look, Gordon, that's fine. If he ever has a big game, great. If he doesn't, as long as they keep winning, fine. Makes no difference. Noted. Josh he Gordon banned from the shop. Good block, though. Josh Gordon had a Great fantastic block. block early on. I don't sure. I'm with you. Who gives a shit when you you win 36 to 10? That catch in the end zone. I think he probably should have had. He'll he'll tell you he probably should have caught that ball. But at the end of the day, if you can do the little things and make up for it, not hang your head like Deontay Johnson. You saw him after he fumbled the ball. The next what was the next drive? Easy drop would have been a first down. Right, dropped the ball. Got he got in his dome. The fact that Josh Gordon has not let the lack of targets, the drops affect what else he does, the blocking, all of the the little things, that to me is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I you know, back to the defense cuz I think I think Matt's right. Like w- with this defense playing this way, f- forget it. Just absolutely forget it. Um you, here's one you didn't see coming. Leader in tackles for the Chiefs in this game, DiCaprio Boodle. Coming out of left field, leading the team in tackles. That's when you know the game was over early. I, no offense to DiCaprio Boodle, but he, him and well, Neiman leading the team in tackles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but, you know, that's, that's a good thing. It's good to see some of these guys who, you know, with all this COVID stuff going around, might get called into action, getting a little, uh, getting a little playing time. Chiefs blowing teams out, gets the people in on the fourth quarter. How did, you, how did you guys think Willie Gay played in this game? I know I think he had a tackle for a loss. I don't see it on the score sheet here. I swear to God he got Najee Harris in the backfield at one point. But I felt like during the halftime show, his impact, him being back on the field, seemed to really help this defense and some of its aggression. Sneed, of course, as well. Mm -hmm. It was great. I mean, his speed changes angles. It changes pursuit lanes. It changes everything. They're so damn fast. They didn't have Nick Bolton today, who, by the way, is the only player in the league with 100-plus tackles and at least 10 tackles for loss. Not rookie. The only player in all the NFL to have that stat line. Oh. They didn't have him. They didn't have Fenton. Doesn't matter. Makes zero difference. I look. Gay's Gay's been terrific. But I, I gotta say, like, I really mean this. Like they're all playing terrific. There's not one player on their defense who you'd be like, yeah, he, he's not good right now. Really? Like there's not. I was saying to my father watching the game time. Like there's not one guy who you're like, he's a liability. You know, Neiman and Sorensen were were disasters early in the year, but now they put him in roles where they're ready to succeed. Right? Neiman's a third down backer who can blitz. He can blitz. Sorensen's come in as like that dime linebacker. They're not asking him to match up one-on-one. He's been fine in that role. In fact, I, I didn't say he's downright pretty good in it. They're, they're mixing up all these linebackers with Bolton and Hitchens and Gay. Their corners are great. Hughes is their fourth corner. He, and Mike Cole just said, yeah, I mean, even Hughes the last month, month and a half, like all of a sudden playing well. I can't remember the last time he, he really made a, a big error. Their safeties are playing really well. Their front four is ridiculous. I feel like every time you turn around, like somebody's in the backfield, somebody's blowing up a play, and then they even bring in guys like Dana and Naughty, and and it's just it's insane. Like Wharton had the, had this strip sack today, right? Like it's just it's so overwhelming. There's so many guys, and, and I think it's honestly fair to say it's the biggest turnaround I've ever seen from a single unit in my life. They could not have been worse, and now like, they're the best defense in football. They don't give up anything. It's it's shocking, but it's a, it's a wonderful thing to see if you're a Chiefs fan. Let's talk a little bit about what what happened across the NFL landscape this week because it was it was significant. The the, the 49ers couldn't help the Chiefs out. Uh, the Chiefs would be in a lot better shape if they could have managed to pull that one out against Tennessee. But you get the Bills. They go and they knock off the Patriots, which they're continuing to fill Matt Verderham's prophecy, who said on this show a couple of weeks ago, I don't think the Bills are going to lose another game. So far, so good. The Baltimore Ravens down to their third string quarterback. 
they lose uh, big to Cincinnati. They they drop to eight and seven. So right now your playoff field, Chiefs got the one seed. There's two games to play, but they can't end up with the same record as the Tennessee Titans. So they got to keep their foot on the gas. Titans are just one yep. game behind them at ten and five. The Bengals are at nine and six. They're the they're the North uh, AFC North champions. Then you got the Bills. They're back in front uh, in the East. They're nine and six in the four seed. Then you got Indy, who's playing really good football right now at nine and six. The Patriots dropped to nine and six. They're the sixth seed. And then Baltimore is your last playoff team at eight and seven. And then right behind them, the Chargers and sort of somewhat surprisingly, the Raiders at eight and seven with a prayer to, to try to get into the postseason. And, and then a slew of teams at seven and seven. How do you how do you see this? How do you guys see this playing out in the AFC with two games to go? I, I would say Chiefs stay at number one. Originally, I had the Colts leapfrogging the Titans. I think the Colts are playing really good football. I think they're a more complete team. They're healthier right now. Uh, obviously, that win against San Fran kind of squelches that. Titans figured out the game plan. Hey, we're going to throw the ball to A.J. Brown and A.J. Brown only, and it's going to work. I don't think the Raiders have a, a chance to make the playoffs. If we're being real, there's just too many teams going around there. That's just, It's one of those fun ones where we were like, was it 10 years ago when the Chiefs got in at nine and seven or eight and eight when like 37 things had to go their way? That's the same boat the Raiders are in. I That was a once in a lifetime thing. Don't think it's happening again. The Chiefs are playing so good right now. To me, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens from two to seven, have at it. But to me, the Chiefs are going to stay at number one and that's where they're going to be. I think they're the number one seed. I mean, I, I as confident as I am, I respect the Bengals because I do think they have talent. And that's a big game for them, too. That's a really big game for them. I'm not overlooking that. I just think the Chiefs are on such a tear right now. Like, I've been on the other side of that as a fan, you know, from a fan's perspective, where you're just like, oh, my God. Like, we got to see Manning this week, and they've won nine in a row, and he's just on one of those heaters where you're like, Jesus, like one mistake, and it's, it's we're done, right? Like, I feel like that's the way the Chiefs are playing right now. But I do think that's the game. If they win that game, they're going to they're gonna just destroy Denver. That I, I'm not even remotely concerned about. But I think they're the one. I think Tennessee's going to win out and be the two. I mean, they play the Dolphins at home. They play the, they play Jacksonville. They're, they're going to win those games. Um, the Bills are going to win out. I think they're going to win the a three seed. They're going to beat the Falcons and Jets. I like the Bengals to win the division. I think the Chiefs will win, but I think the Bengals will beat the Browns and, and handle that. I got to tell you, though, the, the, the wild card spots, I think it's India at five, New England at six, because India holds a tiebreaker on them. I and mean, they're both going to win out. And then seven. The Chargers might not make the playoffs. Like, yeah. if Baltimore or Pittsburgh wins out, the Chargers yeah, – actually, here, so, the, so here's – stick with me for a second. The Chargers have to be um, going in their pants right now because Baltimore and Pittsburgh play each other week 18. So if both those teams win in week 17 – I'd have to look. Maybe there's some crazy thing that, like, if, like, five teams have the same record, the Chargers would get in. But if it comes down to that, like, they can't beat out those teams because one of them is going to win out if they both win next week. And the Steelers are at home against Cleveland. So I actually think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs because I think they're going to beat Cleveland at home. And I just wonder if Baltimore gets pounded by the Rams next week and they're done, do they just cash it in? Do they just sit Lamar, sit a whole bunch of guys, and the Steelers go up there and beat them? Maybe not. Maybe they just want to beat the Steelers and knock them out. I think Pittsburgh's going to get in. The Chargers, my God, that loss. That is one of the worst losses I've ever seen in my life. And that wasn't yeah, a – Davis I, I watched a lot of that game. They got pounded in that game. Just disgraceful. Well, Rex Rex Burkhead. As you, yeah, but as you know, Rex Burkhead, legendary <laughs> running back, Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 
I gotta be honest with you. Like I would watch out for the dolphins. Not that I'm, I'm scared of the dolphins or Tua or anything, but they're playing the saints tonight. They're on their third string, fourth string quarterback. I don't even know who, I don't know if they had a first string quarterback on the roster when they came into the season. So I'm going to say fourth string quarterback in new Orleans and dolphins, dolphins are a scrappy team. If they get this win, you got to watch out for them. If they went out, the Chargers are screwed. They're done for. They're not going to um, get in. I got to cut you off real quick. So Andy Reid's at the podium sure. right now. On Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, per Nate Taylor of The Athletic, says, quote, we'll just see how bad it is tomorrow. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, um, on Tyron good. Matthew, he has a left quad contusion. So not, not the end of the world. It's a bruise. Yeah. Bad bruise, but a bruise. Probably be sore, but... That's not so. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say as long as that that's correct. Um, I think the Chiefs can probably breathe on that one. I don't. I don't think that's in the world. You know, maybe he's a little limited against Cincy, maybe, but that that's that's okay. You can you can live with that. With with Clyde, uh, I mean, the only thing, and I don't want to play doctor here. The only thing I'll glean from that is now my guess is that they're going to send him in for tests, and that's why they're saying that. But you wonder if he if he you know if he broke his clavicle, you'd think they would know that. Just in it, but I yeah. mean, but again, I don't want to speculate. You know, that could be one of those things where they think he did. They just want to confirm it. So I, I, you know, I would, I would hold your breath a little there. But with Tyron, that's good news. That's you know, probably just when they when he looked like he knocked knees, probably got a little bit of the knee to the quad, and that that'll smart, that'll sting a little bit. But that that's okay. That's not the end. Of it. Yeah, and he came back into the game. I think if if this game was closer, he may finish the game. But yeah. it was a blowout. He came back and he sore. Get him the hell out of there and start the start the healing process up. Yeah, uh, a little bit early. You know? Treat it with heat. Yeah, treat it with ice and that kind of thing. But by the way, I wanted to ask you guys real quick because I, I saw some people mention it, and I, I think it's a valid question. Mahomes is he in the MVP race at this point? Hey, what did I say before the game started? I said if Mahomes, if the Chiefs went out and Mahomes puts up insane numbers and dominates. You have to put him in the MVP conversation. Now, I, I still think Aaron Rodgers is the leader, and this is, comes with the caveat of the Chiefs winning out, and obviously he has to put up some insane numbers, but I think he deserves to be there. If you win out and win, how many games would that be in a row? Uh, ten games in a row? Ten, ten games in a row. Yeah. And you have to be, right? I think he's top five currently. I'd probably put him top three. The numbers, while they're not as impressive as what we've seen around the NFL – Look at look at these quarterbacks. Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, they've fallen off. I don't think Jonathan Taylor, as much as I think he's been uh, the guy for Indy, he's still a running back. Uh, I think Cooper Cup should get some more recognition out there in L.A., but I think it, right now Aaron Rodgers is in the lead, and I think you can catch him. I think Mahomes could be that guy. I mean, he's got, he's almost got like a 1,000 more yard, yards than Rodgers, doesn't he? Some crazy yeah, thing like this. He, Rogers has, I think, three thousand six eighty nine, and I don't know if they've updated on ESPN yet, but they've got Mahomes at four thousand fifty two. No, that's not updated. Uh, so he would be up. Not, so Rogers is probably updated, but Mahomes probably. Yeah, isn't. they take a day, uh, so that would be accurate. So he's yeah. about seven hundred yards ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it's the uh, you know it's the touchdown interception ratio, right? right. Uh, Rogers thirty three touchdowns, four interceptions. Mahomes, 30 touchdowns. Today he had three, so he's at 33, uh, 12 interceptions. And, and that's what they focused on last year, too, with with, the, with these two, was, oh, well, Rodgers didn't throw as many interceptions, and that was pretty much the differentiator. I, I think if Rodgers throws a couple picks, you know, and Mahomes has a couple, you know, the, down the stretch here, throws a couple multi – if he gets two more games with three touchdowns apiece and gets up there close to 40 touchdowns, 
then I, I think you've got a pretty good argument. I think they'll probably give it to Rodgers, but you know, the, the yardage total does, I think, mean something. I know Rodgers missed a game, but I think, yeah, why, why, why did he miss a game? His own volition. I, I think, look, yeah, well, right. Um, don't miss a game. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't, don't miss a game for a reason you can avoid. Um, Rodgers, okay, I don't have a vote for this yet. Hope may one day. I, I would vote for Rodgers right now, I'd be, be fair. But if they were to lose a game, if they get tripped up by Minnesota or something, and Mahomes goes nuts and they smoke Cincinnati, they beat Denver, you'd have an argument. Like, you really would. Like, if, if he throws for, like, 40 touchdowns or something and he goes for 5,000 yards and they went out and Rodgers lays an egg against Minnesota or something like that, you'd have the argument. I would go Rodgers. But I got to tell you, I think Mahomes right now has got a better case than Brady. I do. Oh, yeah. At this point, I definitely do. Um, and I'm like, yeah. I'm a big guy. That I, I, I'm sorry. T- Taylor's been amazing. I can't vote for a running back, and a team's going to be a wild card team. I, I just can't. Yeah. Like, I, I can't go there. Cooper Cup, he's been amazing. But, like, if Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss didn't win the MVP, I just I, I have a hard time. With it. I, I think Mahomes is number two right now. But think about where he was a month and a half ago. And it's not out of the realm of, of possibility. It's unlikely, but I don't think it's impossible. Can we talk about the fact that in a down year for Mahomes, in a year where he's labeled as broken for over half the season, yeah, he's no matter which way you look at it, top five in MVP voting. That's absurd. Yeah, and if he doesn't have like some of the bad luck that he's had this year, and look, there's been other years where he's benefited from the bounce of the ball, right? Um, but if he doesn't have some of those bad, some of those bad tip passes and stuff, you could wipe away three, four, maybe five interceptions that weren't really his fault. Now you're having a whole different discussion. And not only that, but some of those came at really crucial times where maybe Mahomes throws a couple more touchdowns because you know the Chargers game alone, when they were in the red zone, every time they turned the football over, Mahomes' stats might look drastically different with just three or four fewer tipped interceptions. Right. So. Um, I agree with some of the people in the chat. I don't really care if he wins the MVP. The only MVP I'm concerned about Patrick Mahomes winning is the Super Bowl MVP. I want to see him lift the Lombardi as well. Um, you know, uh, but you know, it's just like it's like what the, it's like with the Chargers fans. You know, they're they're all fired up because they beat the Chiefs once in the regular season. And they're a good team, and Herbert's great. But like, look what happened. You know, did you see the graphic that they showed on the broadcast? Mahomes is like uh, is like undefeated. In November and December, the last couple, he's like twenty-one and zero or something ridiculous. So, uh, give uh, Evan Kaplan credit on this. It's funny he said that. I was just looking at this on Twitter. Uh, he's a re- Evan Kaplan's a research producer for Sunday Night Monday Night Countdown over at ESPN. In Mahomes, including the playoffs, in his last twenty-six games in November, December, and January, he's twenty-six and zero. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, twenty-six and ridiculous. And you go look at those. Most yeah. of them are complete blowouts. Like most of them are just absolute killings, and the game's over by like midway through the third quarter. They just do not lose. And I, I have all the respect in the world for Cincinnati's weapons. Burrow, I think Burrow's a really good player. I mean, hell, my quarterback ranks, I think I have him like ninth. Um, and, and he'll move up this yeah. week. I just don't, like, I, I don't know. The way they're playing right now, you know, you always worry right now too because of COVID and who's on the list and who's not and all that crap. I get it. But like, oh my God, this team is just, they're just smoking people. Like, it's not even a contest yeah. a lot of these weeks. So, We'll see, but for now, enjoy this one. Roethlisberger, he had no shot at any point in time. I mean, that was just embarrassing. Where he, I tweeted out, and I really meant it looked like he was throwing a tissue box through a wind tunnel. It was just, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a step up from, from the preview show. You said it was like trying to throw a car door through a wind tunnel. Yeah, I mean, it's just, man, it's bad. <laughs> like, 
It's all kinds of bad. How about Ray Ray McLeod down 30 gets a what eight yard gain and gets up in the face of the chiefs cornerback. What an absolute idiot or like, first off again, is this a Mike Tallman thing? Is it a requirement to be a Steelers wide receiver and have zero self-awareness? I don't understand it, but it continuously is seemingly always is a Steelers wide receiver. And what's hilarious is Tomlin is I hate this taunting rule. I think it's ridiculous. I think they need to do away with it. It's it's not in this game, but in other games, it's having a big impact and it shouldn't be. I, I want to watch football. I don't want to watch guys get slapped on the hand with a ruler for hurting somebody's feelings. But Tomlin's the big like a big pusher of this role and his own guys are out yeah. there getting curb stomped with their season on the line, curled up in the fetal position and are like, oh, man, I just got an eight yard gain. Ah, uh, 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 you can't guard me. I mean, I would just bench the guy. I'd be like, that's it. What's the matter with you? Listen, you know what? I, I don't care. You say whatever you want about, about you know, whether taunting, what I, I don't I don't care. All right? Like, I don't mind it. I also don't want But you know what? You, you're not 30 to nothing. You better not be taunting anybody. Like, it's like when these guys get a sack and they're not 30 points. They start celebrating. It's like, bro, you're not 30 points. <laughs> Holy hell, man. Let's go back to the huddle. I'd be trying to get a witness protection. The last thing I'd want is people paying attention to me taunting like a moron when the game is 30 to nothing. And it, I mean, what was that for him? His first, second catch of the game? I mean, what, what are we doing here? I, I, it's crazy. Um, it's going to be a long, long ride. And it, this is, uh, uh, look, that game, if you're Pittsburgh, that's a burn the tape, bury it in the backyard game. And if you're Kansas City, it's another game, and, and by the way, I saw John James ask me earlier, it's down in the stream, but he asked me, you know, it's just the defense, can they do this when they play Herbert or Brady or Rodgers? Look, man, I don't think they're going to hold them to 10 points, but we saw the defense against Herbert, and Herbert did not even throw for 250 in the game, and the Chiefs didn't have Jones, Gay, or Sneed. Like, right. I think they're okay. I think they're pretty damn good. You know, I mean, yeah, against those guys, look, you're always going to give up a little bit more points, but, uh, you know, look, Mike, I don't think you're going to get a lot of F-bombs today, man. Feeling pretty good about that game. I, I It's just, <laughs> yeah. look, it's... um. It's just what it is. Like, no, I wouldn't expect him to hold, you know, one of those great guys. They do that for my God. I mean, just give him the trophy now. But, you know, if they had all those guys, I think they could have held the Chargers to about 20 points, 23 points. Yeah, probably. You know? Yeah, yeah I think so. I don't, I don't think, think that game's as close. No. And by the way, in that game against the Chargers, when they had to stop him, they stopped him. Right. They did. Right. And that was and, – and they were missing key guys at every level in that game. Yeah. Like, not having Jones, as you see in this game, huge – we talked about Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed's tackling ability and his athleticism, obviously Willie Gay as well, that makes a big difference when you're going up a, a, against a guy like uh, Austin Eckler. Now he left the game early, but like the way that the Chargers like to play, and that's going to be important next week against Cincinnati having those guys. I, I Look, I feel like we got to address the elephant in the room, though, because I'm very concerned about this. The whole COVID situation with the Chiefs. I think the only thing that can derail the Chiefs right now is this COVID situation. And we saw it with, uh, we saw it this week. You had a bunch of guys go on the COVID list. Now the NFL's new rules, um, they, they, they measure, they measure for something now called, I think it's called like cycle threshold, which is basically measuring the viral load of the player. And so they can actually have a positive traditional COVID test. But if the viral load is no, low enough in these new tests, they could come off the list. Now what's happening is they're testing randomly. They're not testing like on the reg, like they were before. So, what, what could be happening in these situations? The reason Kelsey didn't get off, now obviously there's biology at, at play here, right? Like, you know, how people's bodies are dealing with it, how much viral load they have, all that stuff. But we saw guys, we saw, um, who, who was it that came off after three days? 
Was it Tyree Kill? Well, um, somebody got off Ward. Traverius Ward, yeah, gets off after three days. Kelsey was like the first one on, and he still wasn't able to get off by this morning. But keep in mind, it, it sort of has to, we don't know when these guys got COVID, right? Kelsey, you know, like Ward could have had COVID last week. He could have had COVID while he was playing in the Chargers. Well, he had an illness going before the game, so that's starting to seem a little likely. <laughs> but if the viral, like if the viral load wasn't high enough, he, so so there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. But the concern is, and the Chiefs just announced, like the quarterback coach, uh, Mike Kafka, is was out, was not coaching today for COVID reasons. I don't know if he has COVID or anything like that. But like that's quarterback coach. The the whole concern here obviously is Patrick Mahomes, right? At this point, you're feeling pretty good about like you know not that you can't get COVID again, but with the antibodies and all that stuff going on, you're feeling pretty good. Like once Kelsey comes off, he's probably good through the Super Bowl, right? Ward, Chris Jones, some of your key players are probably okay and they're vaccinated through the Super Bowl. Hopefully, knock on wood. But it's Mahomes. What if it hits Mahomes and then they're going into this game against the Bengals, who have an explosive offense with Chad Henney? How concerned are you guys about that? Don't let Chad Henney eat buttered popcorn before the game again, because that was obviously a bad decision. <laughs> uh, I would yeah, I'd be yeah. nervous if Chad Henney was obviously the quarterback, but I think almost any team around the NFL would be nervous if they had their backup quarterback in. Again, though, this Chiefs team has so much depth all around offense, defense. Matt, you hit on it early on, just four quarterbacks deep. And it seems like they're almost interchangeable in how good they're the linebackers. We thought the linebackers were going to be a massive, probably the weakest link on this team this year. They've stepped up. No, no Bolton. Willie Gay got hurt. Anthony Hitchens almost had another interception. Hitchens is looking pretty good this year. Dorneo Daniels making plays. Ben Neiman's making plays. Uh, defensive line's been incredible. Just about eight dudes deep on the D line. Uh, sure, if Mahomes doesn't play, I would be nervous, but almost anyone else. As they've shown this game, they'll find a way to get it done. Oh, if Mahomes is out there screwed. Let's I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> I mean, if they play Denver without him, could they beat him? Yeah. Because they could just have a game where they win like 13-10 or something. They could. I mean, they, right. they could, but against like the Bengals, no, they lose. I obviously do not know this. This is completely a gut feeling. I don't think the NFL is going to be randomly testing the big time quarterbacks in the playoffs. Just just my two cents. I also think if he comes in, he's got a sniffle that she's going, hey, uh, you look good. You look good. Like, I mean, look, man, this is a $20 billion business. And if you think that the NFL treats all these guys the same, they don't. Okay? The NFL wants no part of Chad Henney in big games. They want Patrick Mahomes in big Now, if he has legitimately, you know, if he's really sick and it's got, yeah, and that's one thing. Do I think the NFL is going to be going out of its way to test Patrick Mahomes? If he walks in, he has a little cough. I think the Chiefs are going to go, you know, Pat, come here, we got to test you. I, I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Chiefs are unbelievably above board. I, uh, I don't know, like any other NFL team that's like, yeah, we got to win this game. That said, hey, look, you know, they've been responsible to their credit. I mean, you know, Kelsey and Hill had, you know, they were on the list this week and it's, it's always possible, but I, I have a feeling that as far as NFL is concerned, you know, if he doesn't test positive, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So we'll see how it plays out. But oh, listen, anybody else, I think they can survive it. If he's out against a good team, yeah, they're screwed. But the same is true if, you know, if Josh Allen goes out and Trubisky's in there in a playoff <laughs> game, those boys are going home too, you know? So <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, I feel – But I um, – I love Sterling's confidence. I love Sterling's confidence. And and the, the Sterling Holmes vote of confidence – has once he gave that when I thought the Chiefs were going to lose to the Packers and 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 Sterling gave I I smell a bet coming on 
if Chad Henney, if Chad Henney has to play a game, Sterling thinks the Chiefs are going to win. Birmingham thinks the Chiefs are screwed. I think there should be a wager if that happens. We don't have to do it now, but if it happens. I'll shotgun a beer. You're shotgun a beer. I'll what are you drinking tonight, by the uh, way? This is just that winter ride double buck again. It's extremely good. Okay. It's extremely yeah. Yeah. good. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I brought back the Goose Island Christmas IPA. Spirit of the season. I had some coffee and Bailey's earlier, though. The coffee and Bailey's for the oh, pre-show. Oh. Get it going. Inject into my veins. That's how, you, that's how you stay up. By the way, this is we, we, we've been we've been going on on the Stairhead Attic podcast. If you could hit the thumbs up on YouTube, we'd appreciate that. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a member of the podcast, you can do that. You just hit the join button on the YouTube channel. You get access to a, you know a bunch of special emojis, a badge. You can see the the um, the people who are members in the chat, and you get a Discord channel. Which, by the way, it's been about a, a week or so. And I've been having a blast in the Discord channel, just talking football with everybody in there. Sterling's in there, Verderam's in there, any of the other members. Obviously, we appreciate your support, not required, but if you're interested, like we were just all hanging out the other night during the, the Titans 49ers game talking football. It's cool to have basically like a group chat with with like-minded Chiefs fans, you know, all, all through the week. So check that out if you're if you're interested. Yeah, Mike Cole, appreciate you. Discord's great. He's, he's in there as well. So as we head into this Bengals game, what are you what are you looking for from the Chiefs? They have weapons. They've got weapons on offense, so the Chiefs defense is going to need to be, you know, mind their P's and Q's. But Verderam, we know what your answer is. You're you're not scared. I mean, again, I respect them, but why the hell should anybody who's a Chiefs fan be scared? Based off what? Yeah. I mean, the, listen, I have all the respect the world for the Bengals, and I, I think they're a really talented offensive team. They got three very good receivers, excellent young quarterback, terrific running back. That might be the best group of weapons Chiefs have seen all year. I mean, honestly, you can make the case. I, I just. Look, the Bengals are a good football team. They're nine and six. They're not eleven and four. And the Bengals, by the way, I mean, their best wins this year have come against the Steelers twice and who? The Ravens twice. I mean, those have been their biggest wins. Those are the only teams they've beaten over five hundred. So sorry, I thought I heard somebody coming down the stairs. I didn't know if it was my daughter. <laughs> I uh I think the Bengals are a good football team. I also think if the Chiefs play well, they're gonna beat them. I, I really do. I I just have a hard time. Seeing the Chiefs going into that game and just getting smoked. I don't. Like, I just, I do not see the Bengals' offensive line struggles. It's their one weak point. You know, with the Chiefs, they're going to try to exploit it. Spagnola is very good against young quarterbacks. I think they're going to see a ton of different looks. The Chiefs can play man, they can play zone, they can play combo. And offensively, if there's one issue the Bengals have, it's in coverage. Good luck. Like, I, I, I mean, you know, if it's with Mahomes, they're just going to keep gunning it. They're not going to stop throwing. And the other thing, lastly, the Bengals have had a hard time with attendance all year long. How many Chiefs fans are going to be in that place? Probably a lot of them based off recent history. So, look, the Chiefs can lose if they don't play well. But if they if they play a BB-plus game, I think they win. I really do. Sterling? Yeah, I, I'm 100% with you, Matt. Uh, I think the biggest thing is what you touched on is the Chiefs defense line against the Bengals offensive line. The Bengals do a lot of weapons. Uh, I was a staunch proponent of them, instead of drafting Jamar Chase, try and re-up that offensive line. Obviously, I'm kind of still looking like an idiot because Jamar Chase has looked like an absolute bona fide number one wide receiver. But they do have a plethora of weapons offensively, but offensive line can be beat. If Chris Jones is there, he is just an absolute game changer, game wrecker. Uh, Jaron Reed has been very solid the past few weeks. Uh, and then the Chiefs secondary. I, I have been a huge fan of this Chiefs secondary. Chiefs Ward, I've been on that that train for about three years now. But Legereus Need, um, obviously Tyron Matthew, if he can come back healthy. Juan Thornhill, Fenton. When guys like, um, uh, what's his name? 
not DeAndre Baker, the, the Mike Hughes, when Mike Hughes is stepping up, yeah. I mean, good luck. You're putting pressure yeah. and having guys step up in the secondary. And Shavarius Ward's going up the ladder to make interceptions. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, 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 I think you're right. Look, the Bengals, I think they're a good team. They're, they're in the process of building something. I think they're going to be around. You know, they're, they're one of these teams because they've got the quarterback, right? I think they've got a good young coach. You're going to have to watch out for the Bengals probably in the future as long as they continue to put that roster together the right way. You're going to have to look out for the Bills. You're still going to have to deal with Lamar and the Ravens. You're going to have to deal with Herbert and the Chargers. Like, those are the teams that you got to worry about. But I agree. I don't think the Bengals are there yet. And even if they were, the Chiefs, they're just – this team has championship pedigree. It's got Patrick Mahomes. It's got Andy Reid. And if the defense of a team with those kinds of weapons, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, if the defense is playing like a top five defense, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do if you're the rest of the AFC. You might as well just pack it in because if you can't score against these guys, they go out there on a bad day and they, put, they can put up 30 points. So look out. I think um, you know the Chiefs have to continue to execute. They can't regress. They can't stop, you know, start dropping the ball or making turnovers or those types of things. But they've got to be playing with a lot of confidence. And if this COVID outbreak on the team we thought was over, hopefully it is mostly, they get so that the Calvary comes back here in the next couple of weeks. They should be playing with the utmost confidence as they head into the playoffs. And hopefully they get a buy. And my God, get a bubble for Mahomes. Just roll, like as soon as they should roll him out into the field in a bubble just to make sure he doesn't, you know, pass any bad air on his way to the huddle and then roll him back out into the locker room and just put him on ice until the playoffs. Well, the best news of the day might be that with the Raiders win and some other uh, things breaking their way, if they went out, they're in the playoffs. That's great news for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. The Chiefs should be praying the Raiders find their way into the playoffs. No, right? No, I mean, I want them in the AFC Championship. No, game. by all means. The Chiefs should put a petition <laughs> in to get them in the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's going to be nuts. I mean, it, you know what, though? Look, if nothing else, even if the Chiefs, unfortunately, you know, they lost a game, as long as they beat Denver, they're no worse than the two seed. I mean, like really, at this point, they've won the division. And as long as they were just to beat the Broncos, the worst they could be is the two, which certainly is not the one. You want to be the one. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't, but I'm just saying you'd at least have two home games. Yeah, you'd feel pretty good about that. So I think, I think if you're the Chiefs, this Bengals game's huge in the sense that the obvious, right? Like, if you win this game, I get you could lose to Denver. Then I'll lose to Denver. So you'd be the number one seed, and you'd be in a position where, yeah, you'd have a week off. My guess in the AFC is you're not going to see chalk in the wild card round. You're probably going to get a wild card team on the road for a second straight week, depending on how week 18 goes, maybe even a third straight week. You're in pretty good shape. Like, is there anybody in the AFC right now that you're like, man, that team would be really tough? I mean, the Titans, you respect them with everybody back. If they get Henry back. You know, yeah. I mean, but Tannehill, like, I don't know, man. Like, I I, got, I think the Chargers are the scariest team when they're right, but it's like they may not even make the playoffs. I, I will say this. Right. Buffalo is the one team everybody left for dead, just like they left the Chiefs for dead a month ago. That team can play. Now, I think the Chiefs are a much better team overall. They're just a more complete team. I think they beat the Bills. That team is the team that everybody a month, two weeks ago was like, oh, God, they're done, they're done, they're done, they're done, they're done. Well, no, they're not yeah. done. They're going to win the division, and they've got a great quarterback. Like, that team could be yeah. a problem. Gut, gutsy performance by Allen yeah, today, great by the way, I guess, if you watch that game. I, I got to be honest, though. I think right now, the way Chiefs are playing, if they if they continue to play at this and they're healthy, I, I don't care. Bring whoever you want in. I just think the Chiefs are better. They really are. 
Didn't you say on our pregame show that, and the odds have probably gone up, but it was that the, the odds of the, the Super Bowl being the Chiefs and the Packers was like over 50%. So it was better than the field. So on 538, they did these NFL like predictions and whatnot. Going into Christmas, before the Packers had played, just in a vacuum, and I'd have to go back and look, maybe I can pull it up real quick, but the, the Chiefs and the Packers, if they won their games, it was like they were going to be like 51% between the two of them. Like It was a 51% chance that one of those two teams would win the Super Bowl, which is just yep. crazy. But it also goes to show the value of the number one seed, you know, because you're obviously playing one last game. But it was really interesting. I just thought, you know, the Chiefs are right now, they're so far out in front of people in a lot of ways, the way they've played the last couple of months. To answer that question, yes, right now, as of the second, 538 gives the Chiefs a 72% chance of a first round bye. They give them a 27% chance to win the Super Bowl. The Packers have a 24% chance to win. Next of any conference of any team is the Bucks at 9%. Wow. There you go. I, you can't ask for much more than that if you're a Chiefs fan after a three and four start and a broken quarterback and all, all the things that were were said. Do you think they're going to be calling Justin Herbert broken this week on all the all the talk shows? No, no one will even care. <laughs> no one will even care because no. the Chargers have 15 fans. Because but, he's not Mahomes. Because right. he's not. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say the, the Colts would be scary if they had someone at quarterback that wasn't Carson Wentz. Carson they're, Wentz they're, made a couple – yeah, Carson Wentz made a couple of great throws late in that game. Give credit where credit's due, right? I mean, he was a stud in that fourth quarter. But he can't do it for a full game. He can't do it with any sort of consistency. The Colts don't scare me. They would if they, would if they were – I don't know. If Josh Allen was an indie. I would say, hell yeah, the Colts are a legit bona fide team. But he's not. It's Carson Wentz. Yeah, I agree. I'm not worried about like the, the again. Matt's Matt's he said it throughout the whole podcast. The way the Chiefs are playing on defense, none of these teams scare you that much because because they have Mahomes and because they have Kelsey and Hill and they have that offense and Reed. With them playing defense like that, you just you can't be worried or scared, right? You should be concerned about any NFL team, but you can't be too worried. So next week, the Chiefs finally have a noon kick again. How about that um, against the Bengals? Um, and, and that is, uh, yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs play in the early game. They're going on the road. They won't be back at Arrowhead again, hopefully, until the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, we had a couple more people join the uh, become members. So, you know, welcome uh, Forever Ranger 91 and uh, Signature Gala as well. Uh, appreciate you guys and your support for the podcast. Um, did you guys did you guys have a nice Christmas? Did you get any? Did you get any good presents other than this this Steelers ass whooping? Yeah, it was good. I mean, that was the best gift. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it was good, man. It was good. Got to come back, uh, see the family, drive back tomorrow. Nice little thirteen hour jaunt from New York to Illinois tomorrow. But um, <laughs> worth it. That's a hell of a. It was worth it. Had fun. Got to see everybody. Yeah, gift wise, I mean, I, I gotta say, I'm terrible at that stuff, man. Like, I never can pick what I want because I really I'm mm. thankful. Like, I don't really have a ton that I want. I, I, I think I got like a, a Google Home from my office and uh, a few other little things here and there, but it was it was good. It was good. It was uh, nice to be able to come home, see everybody. I never get to watch the games anymore with my father, and uh, it was nice watching that game. So, and a USAF Chief fan. How was my midnight drive? It was uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Just kept trucking. I drove uh, for about eleven <laughs> hours, and then my wife drove for like two, and then I finished off the drive. So it was fine. Was, you, didn't, uh, you didn't stop at the Motorhome Hall of Fame? Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Yeah, if anyone's not aware of this, I'm going to trash Matt Connor's state right now. Yeah. So, Indiana, when you're driving on I-90, okay, and you're going eastbound, 
on the <laughs> on the side of the road, there's the Motorhome RV Hall of Fame and Museum. Okay, <laughs> I got to tell you, if our country ever declared war on a little plot of land, that ought to be it. Okay, yeah. The RV. What kind of an animal goes to the <laughs> Motorhome? An RV Hall of Fame. And what the hell constitutes it as a Hall of Fame? Like, what is it? The mileage right. it racks up? Is it something famous <laughs> happened in it? Yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on? I can't get past that. If I see that, I drive 100 miles an hour, regardless of the speed limit and the weather conditions. It is a disgrace. It is a blight on America. And I, I am appalled and both ashamed and embarrassed for everyone involved with it. Hey, yeah. Verneram, Illinois, yeah. Mr. Chicago, you guys have Casey, Illinois, which is home to a lot of Guinness World Records, including the largest golf tee, the largest wind chimes, Listen, the I, largest I rocking chair. Which I don't, I, I don't claim, I don't claim <laughs> any of that crap, okay? Yeah. I I'm stopped there New- twice, by the way. Twice. Oh, I'm sorry about that, okay? <laughs> I, I am from New York. I am a New Yorker. Like I, yeah, I live in Illinois now as 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 a hostage essentially. But I, I live in New York in my in my heart. I'm back. I'm glad to be back home. Uh, where you know, you, you, it's people have no problem just screaming at one another at a, at a supermarket because somebody didn't move fast enough in line. It's good to be. That's how I knew it was back. First, you're assholes. New Yorkers, people say what's on their mind. New York would get called an asshole seventeen times a day for walking. No, that sounds horrible. No, no, no. You you know where people stand in New York. None of this fake nice shit. You get (laughs) you get exactly what people are thinking every second of the day. I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. Always have been. Always will be. That's where Verderam gets his charm. Did you wear Timberlands? Did you wear your Timberlands out there? No, I don't wear my Timberlands. If I, I've never owned any timber. Actually, that's not right. I'm sure. Uh, but uh, uh, really quick thing. But before we get out of here, because uh, we, we didn't really touch on it, if if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is lost for the the season, are you worried? It's obviously not good. The Chiefs, they, they've already lost Jerick McKinnon. So they've obviously proven they have some decent depth at running back with Williams and Gore. But are you concerned about the running back position if CEH is out? No. And that's not a knock on him. It really isn't. Like, no. I, I hope for him he's okay. Um, I think, I think hell, man, he gets a lot of crap, and I've been the first one to give it to him. Right I think he's been running hard. I think he's been playing a lot better. But Darrell Williams is, like, becoming a guy, like a real guy. Like, it's like someone yeah. you actually have to, like, handle. And Derek Gore is good. So, no, I'm not. I think they're fine there. Um, if there was anybody that they could have lost, mostly not because, again, not because of him, but because of the depth behind him, I think they're okay there. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You do too, Sterling. Yeah, I agree. Same thing. I think Darrell Williams is becoming a bona fide, legitimate guy you can count on, not as just a runner, but as a wide receiver, a guy, pass catcher. And I don't want to say it because I feel bad. Just dude just got injured for Clyde, but I don't think we'll see any drop off. If anything, you might see an uptick just based on how we've seen Daryl and Derek Gore run the football. Yeah, and you saw it early in this game before Clyde got injured. Derek Gore had a series. I mean, they were rotating these guys in before Clyde left. So they were you know, they were looking to ride the hot hand. They knew they wanted to run against Pittsburgh. They like matchups. I don't know what it was, but thankfully the Chiefs have some good depth at running back. And uh, as long as they've got, uh, you know, number 15 back there, I am uh, – I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, everybody, we are going to get out of here. We will be back later this week with our preview show of a really big, really big game for the Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals where if some things go their way, 
they could definitely lock up the one seed. But hey, celebrate. I hope you're taking some more time off this week as we head into the new year. The Kansas City Chiefs, AFC West champions for the sixth year in a row. We've talked about this on this podcast before, but like, don't don't let it get past you. You are in the glory days right now. It's happening. You know when he says, uh, when um, uh, What's-His-Face says at the end of the office, I wish they told you, you know, when the, when the, when the glory days were or the, whatever, that when they were happening. I'm telling you right now, this, it, it doesn't get much better than this. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl two years ago, went to back-to-back Super Bowls. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis, it's incredible. Enjoy it. Crack open a beer. Toast us. Um, those of you who are members, we'll see you in the, in the Discord. Uh, we'll talk a little more football tonight on Sunday Night Football. For those of you who aren't, we will see you later this week. For Sterling Holmes, Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. Go AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning Shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Save big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. Save big.